welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Pasha's Vayetze, being honest with oneself. Shalom. I want to share with you a question that's been bothering me for a long time. And Baruch Hashem, this past week, a couple of days ago, I saw Moshe Feinstein Amongst other questions, he asked this question that bothered me. And in his answer, I want to share with you a concept that comes out of the answer, which I think is a very fundamental fundamental concept, which I wanted to share with you. So we'll start with the background information. This week's Parsha is Parsha Svayetze. And we know that it discusses Yaakov Avinu's journey as he leaves his parents' home because, like, his parents, Yitzchak and Rivka, told him to leave because Esav was going to want to kill him because he stole the blessings from him. And uh, he was on his way and he went. And the Midrash tells us, I mean, the Gemara brings it down, the, the Gemara in Megillah Daf Zain, how Yaakov first went to learn in Yeshiva for 14 years, in Yeshiva Shem Ba'ever. After those 14 years, he went. Like the Parsha says, He went to Haran. Over there, he went to Lavan's household and he got married to Leah after working for seven years because Lavan fooled him. He thought he was getting Rachel and he got Leah. And then another seven years he worked. And for those second set of seven years, he got the wife of Rachel. And by doing that, he accomplished what his parents asked him to do, which was to, to get a wife and not to come back before he gets a wife. So, we're up to now 28 years, 14 years in learning yeshiva, another 14 years working for Rachel and Leah, Leah and Rachel, and afterwards he stayed there another 6 years, so 28 plus, plus 6, we're getting, we're reaching to 34, and after those 34 years, it took him 2 years, his journey all the way home back to his parents. Now, the Gemara Megillah speaks out the following, and all of this, if you want to see it inside, is also quoted, is brought down by Rashi in last week's parsha at the end of Toldos. Over there, Rashi speaks out that if you do the calculation, you will see that there's 22 years over here that on a certain level, we know Yaakov Avinu was a huge tzaddik, but on a certain level, he lacked a tinge, because it's on his level, a tinge of the mitzvah of Kibud Avaim. Why? Because there was 22 years he was away from his parents, and he didn't perform the mitzvah of Kibud Avaim. Those 22 years are not including the learning of Torah, because that is not held against him. So the 22 years is 14 years of he worked for Achel and Leah, and another 6 that he stayed there brings it to 22. So the question... Because the journey back is not held against him because he came back. He was on his way back. So it's 22 years. The 14 years of working plus another 6 years that he stayed there. Because after the 14 years that he worked for Rachel and Leah, he stayed there, as we mentioned earlier, for 6 years. And as a result, the Gemara tells us that he was punished because he's a big tzaddik. Even on the little thing that he did wrong, a tinge of something little, he gets uh, punishment. The punishment for that was that just like he was lacking a tinge of Kibbutz 
of of being with his parents and taking care of them and honoring them, so too, so too he got the same punishment. Midah kineged midah, also ensured that he will have a tinge or more than a tinge of pain with his son, which was Yosef, because there was 22 years, and the Gemara does the calculation, 22 years when Yaakov thought that Yosef was dead, and after 22 years he realized that actually not only was he not dead, but he was leading the kingship over there in Egypt. So, the question that always bothered me is, question number one, how can you calculate all those 22 years? Really, all those 22 years almost, Yaakov Avinu did exactly what his parents told him to do. He, they told him, run away from Esav and go back and don't come back until you have a wife. So the only really, the only amount of years that really could be held, held, he can be held accountable are the six years he stayed extra, meaning after he worked for his wives, Leah and, and Rachel, which his parents asked him to do, don't come back without a wife. So after those 14 years, okay, he shouldn't have stayed the six years. So he should only be punished for six years. Maybe also the journey took him a bit longer. And maybe even if you want to say, okay, they told him only to get one wife. Why did he have to get two wives? Even if you say all that, it does not come up to 22 years. So what is going on over here? Why is he punished for 22 years? This was my question. I looked, I looked, I looked. And only a couple of days ago, Baruch Hashem, I found an answer brought down by Rav Moshe Feinstein and Drush Moshe on, in, and it's found actually in the Parsha of Toldos because it's on that Rashi that does the calculation that the Gemara brings down, even though the life journey of Yaakov that we're talking about is brought down in our Parsha in Vayetze. So he asks some other questions and he says the following. He starts his little piece with the following question. Why is it that Rivka and Yitzchak, the parents of Yaakov, asked him to go find a wife only after the whole episode of uh, him stealing the blessings and then Esav wanting to kill him. Really, he was already 63 at the time, as the Gemara says. So why? That surely, perhaps he should have already gone married before. Why? Why is one dependent on the other? That's the question he starts off from. And the answers, because we know that that a person should learn a certain amount before he gets married. Everyone on his level, whatever he needs, there's also Megillah, um, Gemara and Kiddushin, I think, Daflam, it's something that it talks about that in certain areas, and there's a different, depends if you're from Bavel or from Eretz Yisrael, that there's a contradiction in the Gemara. In one place it says that a person should first get married and then learn. In another place it says he should first learn and then get married, or first marry and then, get, and then learn. So the answer is, in a place that's very hard to make a living, Indeed, one should learn first, because afterwards you're not going to have the opportunity to learn as much. So, in any case, Yaakov on his level said, I need to learn more, and his parents understood that, and they thought he needed to learn more. So his plan was to learn for another 14 plus years at home with his father Yitzchak. But, now that the episode of Esav happened, and Esav wanted to kill him, and hence Rivka told him, you have to leave. So when he had to leave... They knew it was part of their tzivu, their commandment to him. They're, they said, okay, we know you still have to learn, so right now go learn in the yeshiva for 14 years, and after that, go to find a wife. Now, if that was the case, then Rav Moshe Feinstein asked on himself, so why is it that he was, why is it that the Gemara in Megillah says, he wasn't punished for the years he learned Torah, the 14 years he learned in yeshiva, because 
the merit of Torah saved him and he wasn't punished on those. And hence, it wasn't part of the calculation of the 22 years. But that doesn't make sense. It seems, it seems like it doesn't make sense because that is exactly what they told him to do. They told him, go learn in yeshiva. So obviously that's not going to be held accountable. He's not going to be held accountable for that. And he answers the following. He says, the truth of the matter is, and this is the punchline that answers my question as well. The truth of the matter is, everything he did was based on what his parents told him. So he shouldn't have been punished at all on anything. He should have only been punished on the six years that he stayed extra which is what I referred to earlier. Maybe a part of the two years at the end, but the six years. Now, the problem was that every time he was doing exactly what his parents were saying, then everything's great. And he's excused, and the Kodesh Buchu excuses him for not doing the mitzvah on his level, that tinge that he's lacking of Kibbut Avayim. It wasn't his fault, because he was really doing Kibbut Avayim. He was, did what his parents told him. So it wasn't his fault that he wasn't with his parents. But, the big problem over here, and this is the concept I want to share with you, is that once he was able to go back and do the mitzvah of Kibbut Avem to its fullest, he did not go. And on his level, that lack of Kibbut Avem, of doing that mitzvah, during those six years, reflected upon all the other years. In yeshivish term, it's, it's megale to us. It unfolds and shows that even during the time he was away, and it wasn't his fault because he actually did what his parents asked him to do, he, on a certain level, it wasn't with a full heart. It wasn't 100%. He didn't do it on, on his level, of course. There was still a tinge that he didn't do it 100%. Because if he really did 100% and he wanted to do the mitzvah, even though he couldn't, he would have been running afterwards back home. Instead, he stayed for another six years. And the reason he stayed for the other six years, it also takes away now, and it doesn't excuse him for the tinge that he didn't do of Kibbut Avayim. Had he come home right after, he wouldn't help be held accountable for not doing the mitzvah. In fact, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would do as if he's doing the mitzvah, because if he was around them, he would do the mitzvah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mitzarif machshav alamaisi. Whatever... If that's your kavana, you have the will to do the mitzvah and you can't, Hashem will still give you credit for that. The problem was, the second you had the ability to do the mitzvah and you don't, if then you didn't do it, so even during the time it wasn't your fault, you are going to be held accountable. And hence, everything was calculated against him in the full 22 years. Ah, what about the 14 years he learned in yeshiva? That, Moshe Feinstein asks, answers, that is exactly why the Gemara needs to say that even those 14 years he learned Torah, he should have been held accountable. Why didn't you go back to do Kibbut Avayim? Because now I see you weren't 100% with your Kibbut Avayim. Because when you had time to come back, you didn't in those last six years. Comes the, comes the Gemara and teaches us, yes, but what saved him is the actual merit of learning Torah in that yeshiva. Now, this yeshiva is so fundamental because how many of us, so many times in life we say we're too busy now to do the mitzvah, we're too busy to learn, we're too busy to do chesed and to help others. And it's true, it's a very good excuse because we're in this hectic generation we live in where everything's done with the press of a button and everyone has to be ready 24-7, whatever they're working in, either it's their work business or someone else. But 24-7 we're chasing after our tails. There was never a generation like ours. So we have good excuses, but the bottom line is, those excuses will be amazing. And during that time that we worked, maybe even we'll get credit as if we did mitzvahs. If we show that when we have free time, we use it for Torah and mitzvahs. 
For example, I remember I spoke to, to some of you guys when I was in Canada last time, or two times ago, and the Shaila is, yes, during the week everyone's very busy, and we do everything we can just to ensure our kids have the proper Jewish education, it's not easy. But the Sunday, the gift of Sunday that you guys have over there, what does a person do with a Sunday? Yes, family is very important. But do you take a half an hour or 40 minutes out of the day to learn or even with the family or to do a mitzvah together, to do a chesed together? That reflects, that's a good word, that reflects on the whole week that really we could have been doing that. And HaKadosh Bulhu takes that into, into consideration and it will be worth the whole week as if you did a mitzvah. Chas v'shalom, also the flip side of this is when someone has no choice, but he has to do a sin. He really has no choice. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows that. But the question is, does he do that sin also when he has a choice? If yes, that reflects that even the time that it wasn't his fault, on a certain level, it is his fault. We'll end trying to bring this point home with a true story that my friend told me about this uh, Rav. I think it was in Toronto. And he went, to, the Rav went, to, and he was looking like he's, he's medactic in all the mitzvahs he can. So he wanted to get the best estrog, an etrog for sukkos. So he goes around and he looks and he looks. Suddenly he catches from the corner of his eye someone from his congregation that he's not known to be so makpid with all the mitzvahs. But he sees him looking on the table that has the most expensive esrogim. And he's like, wow, that's weird. Let me, he comes up to him and says, excuse me, what? what I didn't know you care so much to get the best of the best. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Wow, wow I, no, I don't see you doing that in all the mitzvahs and that. So so the person answered him back, uh, Listen, Rabbi, I don't have a good excuse because when I go up to Shemaim and they're going to ask me, why didn't, you, uh, why didn't you spend the money you have on all kinds of mitzvahs and, uh, and why didn't you do... What, what, what? So I'm going to tell them, yeah, I'm not the spender type of guy. But then they're going to ask me, so why do you have courtside sick tickets for the for the season tickets to the Raptors? What am I going to answer then? So at least I have one thing I can cling on to to show, to show Hashem. Yes, I do put my money also in the mitzvah. The Yeratzon that will take this idea and try to implement it. And that can change everything because it can reflect on the whole week that what really is important to us is Torah and Mitzvah and everything else is just a hechi timsi is the yeshivish term but our, it's just a, me, a way a means a means to allow us to do Torah and Mitzvah just because time wise it might only be half an hour a week but that whole week is but that half an hour and to bring up our children to understand this important concept good job this is the Prism of Torah podcast Rabasaf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. Prismaftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divritera. You can contact us through the website. Once again, Prismaftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Eddie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Le Bassiano, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.